Today we have a hand featuring my favorite poker player in the world, James Romero. Good morning, how are you? Good, how are you? How's life? Great, everything's great. How's the World Series? Up on the World Series, wow. up on the year. Wow. Life is good. To be good at poker in 2022. All right, you open it up, under the gun, we are playing $3,000 buy-in, six-handed turn. We have the ace-jack offsuit. You playing regular ranges, slightly looser ranges? Um, it's late day two. I'm, I'm just playing normal opening ranges, and we notice there's an aggro whale in the uh, big blind, so uh, looking to mix things up versus him. Something I've been doing in a lot of these World Series events where it's not the best pros is I'll raise just like a little bit wider from all positions. Sure. Think that's insane or you think that's fine? No, no, no. Uh, absolutely good. Okay. Because they just know three better. Versus, and, and also they're going to be playing uh, suboptimally post-flop. Right. So you can uh, outplay them a little bit a little bit with wider ranges. I think they probably overfold a little bit to aggression on all the betting rounds too. And so play slightly wider ranges. I have a few too many bluffs, but that's probably okay. Yeah. yeah. Depends on the board, but... Sure. Yeah. All right, so we open it up under the gun, six-handed. Big blind, aggro whale calls. What does an aggro whale mean to you? Okay, this guy's been V-pipping a lot since he sat down. He just ordered a beer. Um, I don't think he cares much about the money, and his bet frequencies will probably be pretty high. Okay. I think a lot of people get in their minds aggro whale, and they have like an idea for what that means, and I think that that's what all people who are kind of aggressive and splashy do, but... You want to make sure you kind of really, really quantify what it is they do wrong, right? Right. Because and maybe the guy never three bets, but maybe he just blasts off post-flop every time. Absolutely. Okay. Or maybe he always three bets and then just plays kind of nitty post-flop. Every, every whale is different. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we call queen three, three with two hearts. We have the jack of hearts. Opponent checks. Yeah. So I think this is a great hand to put in our check back range and then just call two streets on almost uh, or on most runouts uh, versus him. I would not be doing this with a hand like aces kings, ace queen, uh, because those hands can get a lot of value on three streets. But something like ace jack, uh, if we check back, it strengthens our check back range. And I also think that he'll um, see a check back as weak and and maybe attack uh, with too wide of. He's also defending from the big blind, so he has. So many combos preflop, like maybe 800 combos preflop, so it's going to be easy for him to um, get out of control with his uh, betting bluffing frequencies here on the turn, on so most it's, turns. It's very easy for him to have 8-6 offsuit, or just like nothing. Way, way too many bluffs, yeah. Right, way too many potential bluffs, and he may be more inclined to bluff them than most people. Right. Right. Also, you really don't want to bet here and get check raised, right? Yeah, because that, that would be horrible. Right, so anytime you're in a spot like this where... Check, check, flop, call down is pretty logical and pretty reasonable, and you can't really get crushed by doing that. Right. But you can get crushed by betting the flop and having him randomly put in a check raise with the Jack Knight offsuit or something. Right. Then you probably want to pick the one that's just going to be a million times easier to play. That is a tough thing, though. Like, I do think checking backs is clearly the right play, but imagine we knew betting the flop was like a tiny bit more profitable, but you may screw up very badly sometimes. Would yeah. you still err towards the easy one? Probably, yeah, yeah, probably still go for the easy one. Yeah, I I worry I go for the easy one too much. But maybe that's actually good in tournaments because you just don't go broke with the easy one. And yeah. you know what you're, you're pretty sure you know what you're inducing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Check, check, flop. Some people may think, can you really call a turn river bet with only ace high deep in a tournament? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, especially an, on this board. Yeah, versus an aggressive whale who's defending from the big blind on uh, seemingly dry board. It, it's good. Yeah, realize that you don't have to have top pair to call down. 
You just, you just don't. No. You can call down with all sorts of stuff, especially if your opponent's range is full of garbage. All right, turns a seven of hearts, giving you a draw. I mean, I guess you'd rather have a draw than not, but it doesn't really matter. No, it, that it, much. Yeah, it's it's also good because when he barrels a blank river, we block uh, flushes. So yeah, that's an important uh, piece here. And so yes, snap calling here, and then just calling almost every river in the deck. His value range is going to be queen x plus, um, and when we look at that range versus all of the hands he could have, I, I think we're going to be dealing with a ton of bluffs. We're also getting good odds, obviously, on every river. So All right, so he, whenever you're going to call the turn, you're clearly thinking ahead about how this hand's going to play out. Right. A lot of people come to me who are kind of new at poker and say, I just take my decision street by street. Yeah, very bad. Very bad. Right. <laughs> you want to always consider what is likely to happen and what can I do about it. And especially on this exact board, there aren't really many bad rivers at all, right? Right. I mean, exactly. maybe like the random five, four, and uh, six could be kind of bad, but not really. Maybe king a king spades, or a queen yeah. could be bad, but not really. Yeah. Not a queen, sorry. A king could be bad, but not really. So there just aren't very many bad cards, especially given this guy could just have random nonsense. Right. All right, so we call. Hands over. Guy bets the river. <laughs> We're going to call. Yeah. It's a tough spot because you're putting in a large chunk of your chips, a third of your chips on the river. I realize a lot of people feel immense pressure here, which is exactly what the opponent wants you to feel. Right. And uh, you can't you can't overfold in these spots against these players. Right. There's also a ton of players left. We're playing for the win. Um, we're getting decent odds here. We only have to be right uh, less than one in three times. Um, and, yeah, I think his bluffing frequency is going to be out of control. So you say you are playing to win. Are you in the money already? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're in the money. And once we're in the money, there are still some payout jumps, but they're essentially irrelevant, right? Yeah, inconsequential. Right. If you, I, it, I would not worry too much about ICM until there's 10 left yeah. in a tournament. At this point, we well, you need to get in the money first, right? There's now, a payout. Of course, of course and, on the, and on the direct money bubbles. Right, but once, even like on a, a small payout jump bubble is kind of irrelevant, right? Very, very irrelevant. Right, so just try to get a hold of a lot of chips, because that's where... Your money's going to come from. And sometimes, in spots like this, you're just going to lose. The guy's going to show you a queen or a flush or something, and you're going to lose. Exactly. But that's fine because we presume he's going to have far too many bluffs in his range. Kind of neat in this spot. If, imagine if the guy says, I'm bluffing half the time. Some people think, oh, I guess I should fold then. But, like, obviously call because right. we're getting amazing pot odds, right? And I don't even know how often the guy's bluffing in this spot, but imagine he's bluffing 40% of the time. Right. Still an easy call. Still an easy call, yeah. So we pop in the call. The opponent pops his cards into the muck. Yeah, we don't know what he had. And we win a nice pot. Nice and easy. That's going to be it for today. Don't let the whales bluff you. That is how they win. You always have to ask, what is my opponent doing that beats other players? And your aggressive, lunatic whales, if they are beating anybody, they beat people by making them fold. Yeah, and you don't need sets and top pairs to trap whales. You can do so with uh, middle pairs or even ace high on some boards. All right, cool. That's going to be it for today. Thank you very much, James. Where can people follow you on the internet if they want to follow you on the internet? Uh, Instagram, James Romero, Twitter, James Romero. You have a party on Instagram. Every time I look, you're, yeah, I you're living the dream. I have a good time, yeah. It's important to have a good time. Good luck in your games. Have fun. Click the like and subscribe buttons below. Check out James' Instagram for an absolute party of a life and crushing poker and all that. And we'll talk to you next time.